1: plushcare.com slash
0: hello everybody welcome to what Culture to gaming i'm scott joined by josh hello scott Josh friend, water is wet, air is breathable, and Google Stadia is dying. <laughs> Did it ever live in the first place? The jury is forever out. Um, so, yeah, last night, big old statement. Uh, well, Kotaku sort of reported on it as well, but Google Stadia shutting all of their internal studios, removing the idea of exclusives going forward. Um, to me, though, the whole idea of Google Stadia was always kind of doomed from the start. And even when we watched the reveal of Google getting into games, I didn't yeah. see a single report saying, like, well, we actually, this will be good. We really want this. Um, so there is something to clarify and um, all of their internal studios have closed and that's 150 people affected apparently which sucks and um, hopefully obviously within certain circles they'll be able to get other development work and um, they have been offered jobs by google um or they will be offered do- uh, jobs by google but it's like what are they going to go from gaming to gmail or like resurrecting yeah. Google Hangouts, and um, that stuff sucks. Um, the Google Stadia will continue as a service. Um, Phil Harrison, who's the sort of like head, I forget what his specific title is, but he's the dude who came across from Sony and Xbox to sort of help run it. Um, he's still staying, um, and apparently his job now is to approach different third-party publishers and try and get their games on the service because um, they're not going to be doing exclusives anymore. Uh, Jade Raymond, another sort of head figure of Stadia, is just leaving. <laughs> She's done. Um, having done uh, Assassin's Creed in the past. And then coming across. Um, so it, uh, it leaves it in a state that we pretty much expected back in the day. It's, it existed for 14 months.
1: I, mean, I know it's not it's not very long at all, is it, Scott Tilford? No. And even though I feel like everyone kind of knew the writing was on the wall in terms of, you know, Stadia's decline or whatever, in in, mm-hmm. the, in terms of them giving up on this kind of like first party development structure, it just, it still sucks because it's like everyone else saw this coming and now we've got like 150 people who are just not on this team anymore, who are, Mm -hmm. you know, reapplying for other roles, interviewing for other roles, looking for other work. And it's like, how short-sighted was this? You know what I mean? Like, this was supposed to be this big, long-term thing. You know, Google's getting into games. We're making these high-quality games. Then here you've got a statement where they're like, actually making high-quality games is really hard and costs (laughs) a lot of money. And it's like, how did you not know this before getting into it? How, Mm -hmm. who made these decisions? You know, it's just... I feel, I feel like I want to know exactly what's happened behind the scenes. Like you say, there's so many people leaving, like Jade Redmond, just, just, just off now. You know, like what happened there? What's, what's fundamentally gone wrong? Was it, was it doomed from the start, or was there a promising service and a promising idea that just got lost along the way? I don't know.
0: Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's like, is the idea of game streaming fundamentally something we need in the medium? Like, I don't. I like the idea of it, but it, it, the thing is, like P- PlayStation Now, when, when Sony tried it, it was for me, it was way too laggy, and I just went, I hate this. Even a, a frame off, even if I push, push a button and it's just, there's even a millisecond yeah. of lag and it doesn't feel right, it's dead. Um, and I feel like xCloud gets around that, um, or whatever the hell, I think it's called xCloud now. They changed their name quite a lot, but the whole Xbox streaming <laughs> thing that you can do right now, the one that's included with uh, Game Pass Ultimate, um, that plays really, really well. And, uh, and you can just grab your phone, play a couple of games of Halo on your phone uh, while you're in bed or whatever. The, the harsh reality of that is I don't want to like why would I want to mm-hmm. play full console games on my phone like that for me is the fundamental problem um, it was just a solution to a problem that didn't exist um, and it's not the obviously some games work portably and it, it's it's more like it sounds cool until you start doing it and then it's just like oh this is just a bit weird like I'm clearly sacrificing a lot of you know big screen bluster a lot of the overall production the production value that's in this, in this game this sort of work of art by playing yeah. it on a stupid little phone <laughs> like it just doesn't work Work so, like I I mean, obviously you can stream with tablets and stuff like that. But what's your general thoughts on streaming in gaming at all?
1: Well, I think it's funny. Like everything else that you mentioned there, that wasn't the Google Stadia. It's only part of a wider business model. You know what I mean? Mm. Like PlayStation Now certainly is a it's a service that people use and Sony is pushing it but it's not the sole thing they're relying on to bring in you know customers and money it's something that's going to grow and probably become better as it goes on but it's not something that Sony is you know betting the house on and neither is Microsoft with xCloud. again that's a great bit of tech but they've got their fingers in so many different pies from a Game Pass to the new consoles to you know everything else Microsoft is a company you know does away from gaming that is just one section of it whereas when it came to Google stadia i always felt like they had a hard sell for people who have you know been with consoles for decades and decades now grew up with consoles no consoles inside and out Mm -hmm. and the alternative they were providing just never really seemed to um, give me any reason to believe that it was a proper alternative or that it did have all these benefits that i wasn't getting with my regular console you know i mean Mm -hmm. that was always my sticking point i didn't really know who the stadium was far, I didn't really know what its strengths even were, and even when it came out, I remember when they had, was it like the Founders Edition or something back yeah. in 2019 when that came out, even like the, the release and the staggered release of it and the tiers that you could opt into, all of that was just just initially as a customer just so off-putting for tech that I felt was unproven even back then.
0: Well, it's an interesting... The whole ownership side of it as well, like that whole thing that Xbox yeah. sort of flirted with, that idea Like you're... And it's it's obviously the case that you are only ever buying a license to play a game. Like, you can't resell it. You know, you can't... Like, you can trade it back in again, but, like, you know, you can't... like you're only ever buying an an access point to a game and with Google Stadia it was like well you know you're going to buy this sort of like monthly service thing that gives you access to a library and you're still paying full price um, rather than a monthly subscription model Um, and if that service goes down if it's offline or if they discontinue it then all those purchases are gone you don't actually own (laughs) anything in terms of like a tangible thing you can put into a system or anything like that there's no way to carry those purchases forward or honor them going forward and I kind of wonder what they're going to do about that um, in in the long term because like I mean it's not like games were cheap on stadia they were full price uh, from yeah. the beginning and obviously that goes alongside the exclusive side of it where stadia launched like you said they had the founders edition that was 120 pounds uh, and which was crazy they didn't bring a free tier in until april 2020 um which was way too late at that point but like it's like that whole idea of exclusives like this is kind of like a ringing endorsement of if you have a platform you need exclusives um, yeah. and i think the xbox game pass is so strong and the technology on the series side especially the series x is so phenomenal that they've managed to wedge their way in um but it's that whole thing where if you're launching a new platform in amongst this other stuff um you know xbox have the the sort of wider third-party market cornered ps4 playstation have the exclusive side cornered and google just didn't have anything they sort of just went well mainstream people like mainstream audience casual audience will buy the controller and stream stuff to the tv we guess but there's no thing to get them in i guess it was always that they just didn't have any particular hook and now they never yeah i mean even though obviously a lot of people who had
1: worked in games before were working on the stadia it very Mm. much felt like a company that didn't know too much about how to grow that market like coming in and being like well this is just how you make games and i think it's a testament to just how well sony and even microsoft have You know, done with cultivating an exclusive library or at least, you know, a lot of brands and franchises associated with their IP that Mm. people will just go to bat for. Like people will go to bat for Nintendo, often too much, you know, for Mario Zelda, whatever. They go to Sony for God of War Horizon, Spider-Man, whatever, Microsoft's got Halo Gears, etc. etc. And all of those form the bedrock of, in my opinion, the appeal of those consoles in general. Yeah, third-party games are still a huge part of the market, if not the biggest part of the market, but I don't think a console can live. Live off that alone and google stadia canning their you know main exclusive development team is like it's i just don't know how that exists now because the thing that set stadia apart or could have set stadia apart would have been these original experiences from interesting creators from interesting developers with um interesting voices and again i'm going to say it again interesting unique ideas at the heart <laughs> of them you know what i mean but <laughs> without that it's just he, you can play a Arkham Asylum on on streaming, if you want. And it's like, that didn't work for the Wii U when that <laughs> brought it over, you know what I mean? Like, these yeah. third-party games, people already have consoles where they can buy them. And it's 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 that exclu- those exclusives at the heart of these platforms that I just think ultimately endear players to them and keep them coming back from on, keep them wanting to be invested in this world. Otherwise, it's just kind of this nebulous thing in a platform for nebulous content, you know?
0: That's an incredibly interesting thing though, because for me, like that idea of like how to market stuff and you know, like they missed such an opportunity with Cyberpunk 2077, because um, mm. by far, well, not sorry, by far, because you have the PC version and whatever, but all the conversations around cyberpunks launch, the different states of the game on different hardware. There was a little tiny voice in the corner of the room saying it actually plays really well on Stadia um, yeah. because Stadia's server farm that, you know, the general processing power that goes into the version of the game that you're accessing, the hardware that you're accessing, um, is top tier stuff. And so it's not, they didn't capitalize on that at all. I mean, it's kind of like Microsoft or Xbox have kind of got that whole plays best on Xbox, you know, slogan. Um, but Stadia should have been the ones out there. in amongst all the cyberpunk stuff, um, um, just saying like well we have the best version and you can you can play it right now for 10 pounds a month or whatever um and they would have they could have done that they could do that with every major third party game say it runs best on stadia um, and go from there but they didn't do any of that stuff and obviously it completely imploded
1: yeah i mean yeah, I mean, i wonder whether that was just because cyberpunk was in such a controversial state that they might not have wanted their name attached to it even if it did play <laughs> the best you know what i mean maybe they were just kind of like right it does play the best but also do we want to be using that as our unique selling point at this point? But like you are right. Like, I never thought as someone outside of, you know, potentially even their car market. Like, I never mm. had those marketing reasons to want to pick it up. There was no kind of like killer ad that got me thinking about even contemplating whether I should get like Cyberpunk or the newest third-party game mm. on stadium. I mean, it just wasn't on my radar at all. And I do this no. for a living. You know what I mean? We do this, <laughs> we cover the the well, industry no, I mean, I, for a living. I
0: buy everything to see what it's like I I need to know it's always like I need to know and I no part I couldn't do it with Stadia I almost did um, just for the the sheer curiosity of it but even me the man who buys uh, everything a Vita a, a Ring Fit give me whatever and I just even that I was just like nah this is not worth the money this is not worth the time um, and I didn't bother and I guess like that's clearly en masse what's happened because it's just it, they're not able to support their internal studio so yeah Google Stadia will continue as a service for third parties and I guess that means that the revenue wise it makes more money for them because they don't have to pay the devs to create the exclusives um, but whether gaming streaming is even a thing going forward because it's, it's not like xCloud has really taken off either um, even though it is the best version of this um, whether that actually you know continues is a thing that's kind of up in the air so let us know what you think down in the comments below of Google Stadia the life and times of Google Stadia across the old four 14 months. Um, and for now I've been Scott from occultor.com. I've been Josh from occultor.com. I'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen